If a chain is only as strong as the weakest link, then small business in the federal or industrial supply chain needs to be forged a little tougher. To help small businesses and small government agencies, for that matter, with cybersecurity, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency at Homeland Security Department has published what it calls Cyber Essentials. Joining me with more, the Acting Assistant Director of CISA for Stakeholder Engagement, Bradford Wilkie. Mr. Wilkie, good to have you on. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. Well, what is it you've actually put out? Is it a book that someone can open and read and, and follow the instructions, or, or what is it, the Cyber Essentials? It is an approach plus a collection of what we hope to be tools and resources. So it's a new national initiative, and as you mentioned in your lead-in, really meant to reach smaller government agencies and small businesses, particularly those with sort of two conditions, limited resources and those who have not been historically part of a national cybersecurity dialogue. So in some ways, it's almost like a NIST 853, only for people that don't have that kind of resources to adopt all of that. Right. Neck down to understand that it's both uh, an approach, you know, philosophy that small businesses, small local government agencies can take, as well as, uh, we hope, the launch pad for tools and resources and implementations that really already exist for larger agencies that really are pared down then for smaller agencies. But I think the basic takeaway is that it, it, it is also it's a shift of mindset of their understanding that they, they need to take personal stock, they need to have a strategy that drives a little bit of investment, a little bit of time, and leads to a culture that even a small organization can exhibit. Because I think in the last couple of years, we have seen witnessed uh, dozens of municipalities get attacked with ransomware attacks. And I mean, in the case of some not so small like Baltimore, many of the civic functions actually ceased because of that. I think of the uh, Louisiana uh, parishes challenged with ransomware. I think of Governor John Bell Edwards um, really looking at uh, teachers not being able to return to, to their classrooms inaccessible lessons plans and in a misunderstanding of maybe who the student is and what their uh, what their educational history has been to date. But I also think of, you know, the sheriff's office that can't respond to a 911 call because malware has actually um, disrupted, crashed their, their dispatch systems. So while we like to think of like ransomware as sort of unnerving and noisy and it's constraining, it can really have a public impact to it as well. And so that this is the challenge space that Essentials is trying to tackle. And is Essentials understandable for, say, municipal managers or owners of small business? That is, is it directed to them as well as the people that might actually have to carry out the work needed to button them up? Uh, very much so. Uh, so it's intended to serve as a basic guide, uh, guidance for small uh, businesses, local governments. By example, a few years back, I sat down with a uh, chief of police for a town in central Pennsylvania, about 10,000 citizens. He was also the IT manager. He was the procurement office for third-party cybersecurity services. And what he would also you know, sort of ask of that third-party services you know, when you're coming in to update uh, systems, you're look, giving us more functionality as the police department, as the town. We also need you to patch systems. We need you to manage our users. We need you to back up our data. And it was a conversation that, you know, he was not really uh, equipped to have at times where, okay, what do we do next after those sort of basic three ideas of patching, managing users, and, and having a backup? And so, but he recognized even then that he needed to take, um, 
you know, some time and have a personal investment in figuring out what is the culture of cybersecurity that supported these kind of operations. And that's, so that's the target is absolutely basic guidance that taken together form these essentials. We're speaking with Bradford Wilkie, the Acting Assistant Director for Stakeholder Engagement at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And as federal agencies are responsible for cybersecurity in their supply chains, and that's, that's a statutory requirement now, I imagine this can also help small businesses, subcontractors, and sub-subs, uh, or in some cases even the small ones are primes, with their cybersecurity that they are required to have to be able to do business with the government. I think that's a that's a stretch goal for us, and it's a very useful question to consider right now as we look at sort of the long-term role of essentials. But given the, the role of small businesses and supply chain, um, given their increasing uh, position of being attacked and having it disrupted to solid chain, it's absolutely useful to bring up and raise um, that sort of intention question. But I think that that's not been the immediate focus for us. If, if small businesses can adopt these simple recommended, recommended actions, um, we think that's an added benefit eventually to being in the context of a supply chain because maybe I understand my assets better as they contribute sort of downstream as they're consumed through that operating a supply chain, um, and they understand the outcomes that are really need to achieve sort of collective defense, collective actions. But I think we want to we want to walk that back a little bit and say let's let's start with again, you know, not having the abundant resources that larger businesses had. Um, what do I need to do to sort of uh, collectively look at a basic set of practices as a hygiene element of my business? You know, I think more important than answering, can I participate in a supply chain is if I'm a small business that's just starting out with a great entrepreneurial spirit and a great product and staff, can I survive the first year given the things like ransomware and phishing and this sort of this this rise of cyber attack that we talked about earlier, very much indiscriminately focusing um, with a, a lens also towards small business. Sure, that first sur- first year of survival, I guess, is kind of a foundational uh, element in, in order to stay in business. And tell us a bit about how CISA went about developing this. What did you use as the baseline for what, say, the average small enterprise looks like uh, in terms of cyber and whatever its infrastructure looks like? Yeah, as you as you know, uh, the target audience is small businesses. Um, if you look at the Small Business Administration definition, that's 99% of all American businesses out there. So that's a that's a very big target um, to sort of focus on with this kind of a campaign, this initiative. I think when we looked at where do we need to strike out with um, a balance between what is too big and and uh, too much of a regimen. You know, what is, uh, where do we need to start with the awareness that will drive some investment that may drive operational resilience? We looked, you know, one, to our, our own regimen. So we looked at the consolidated operational policies that we have in the federal agencies, but we looked beyond that to look for a more far-reaching audience and really trying to translate those things down to and distill them down to the essential success factor bringing um you know, basics that any small business could actually rise to. So one is our operational um, on point for federal agencies taught us a lot about what the essentials really are. I think the other uh, set of, of things that we can't ignore here is great practice uh, sets and catalogs of practice uh, like the NIST cybersecurity framework, 
other existing guidance, whether it's the uh, Center for Internet Security uh, or even recommended practices that come out of, uh, you know, chambers of commerce uh, and even industry areas. And so those practices all really help to inform um, when we looked across those, we found commonalities and we distilled those into what, what are really the basics. But I think we went a little bit further than that and we needed to validate that these messages and this approach was going to really resound with small businesses. So we, we held focus group sessions, we met with key partners, we worked with the people who actually are building those larger cybersecurity frameworks for larger businesses in mind, and we asked them to help us really distill this down to these essentials and these basics. And can you envision some sort of maybe a certification program or like a Blue Eagle they can display in the window to say, hey, we're cyber secure now? I would love to see um, a badging, a recognition, I think, when you look at um, businesses that take complaints seriously. That's why they hang the Better Business Bureau sticker on. It's not because they are great at uh, responding to complaints. It's that they take complaints and they take their, uh, their credibility seriously. In the same way, and I think that we would, we would love to see that certification, it also, or that labeling, it, it needs to be recognized and driven by market forces, right? We would want to see industry and academia and nonprofit be champions for that. If they see that the practices are really going to be a market discriminator or they're going to tell the public about the, the sort of cyber hygiene and fitness that that small business has or, or that they're actually invested in making sure that the customer's data, that the operations stay in place and are more resilient. It's, I think it's about what we're trying to recognize through those certifications, that labeling, that badging. I don't think we want to presuppose what the certification system is. I think we, we want to see if something emerges and driven by the market's need to have that kind of clarity. When they look into a window of a small business, they want to be able to see uh, that, that the business is taking cybersecurity and defense of their operations seriously. Got it. And how are you getting the word out? How are you making sure that this gets disseminated to people and how will you know they're they're taking you up on it? Uh, with 99% of all businesses in the U.S. under that definition, again, being small businesses, um, the, the target audience is very vast and reaching them, there's no single tethering point. Uh, there's there's not one chamber of commerce. Uh, there's certainly the U.S. Chamber, which is, has been a partner of us in this process. But there's not, there's not one tethering point um, that allows us to reach all intended audience members and, and really have them, uh, you know, really get read in on what the essentials are. So we are, you know, really defining a, a network of partnership, a network of trusted uh, amplifiers, you know, people who can actually have the conversation, point them to not only the approach and the tools, um, but also want to meet with us to to say that they have a tool, a resource, and implementation. And so we're we're sort of leaving no uh, amplification or stone unturned when it comes to being able to get the word out and distribute it. Um, certainly, uh, our own marketing is the the basic that we can do as well. But I think we're going to work with a whole host of partners and amplifiers. Um, we, and I'll give you a, an example here. When we worked early to determine that distillation process, that ability to say, we think there are good things that we're learning in the federal space that are in these larger um, industry catalogs of practice, but they're, they're too advanced for small businesses to start with if we say 
you know, build culture, start with your staff, start with your systems, understand yourself under stress. Those are easier things to understand than if we get into the complexities of cybersecurity practices um, without raising the awareness of what the culture looks like and the basics look like. But I think the, the point being here that um, a lot of the folks we met with, they already get it. They, they have the uh, necessary resources. They have the staff to put these actions and activities in place. They're already following a regimen of good good practice and best uh, best practice and hygiene. And we needed them to understand that they were not the target audience. They are going to help us get to uh, that last mile connection with a small government agency or a small businesses, and that they need to help us really understand how that network of uh, coordination and amplification really can work. Bradford Wilkie is the Acting Assistant Director for Stakeholder Engagement at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.